All right, guys, we are back with another interview. Today, we got a very special guest. We got the homies here from Lavish. Uh, they're here to talk, you know, about their story, also about CultureCon. We can get into that a little bit later, but uh, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on? Hey, good morning. What up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we just want to start with, uh, you know, hearing your guys' story. So uh, why don't you guys each uh, introduce yourselves to the people? Uh, I'm Nim Kaufman. Uh, I do the rapping, the writing for Lavish and all the visual work. I'm Carl Lane the Third. Um, I'm a vocalist for the group. I write as well. And I'm Jared Neal. I'm one of the three producers in the group. Sure, man. And uh, oh yeah, wait. Let's give it to oh yeah. Who else? People that aren't here yep. is uh, Brandon Herman, a producer, mm -hmm. a beat machine, and then we have uh, Lucas Brandt who's a producer and DJs for us live. Sure. That's a, so you guys got five people in the yeah, group. We have five people. We have completely formed now. That, that's dope, man. Started no. with way more, but now we are five. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and how did, uh, how did this all start, man? How did Lavish form? Um, it all started, it all started really with, uh, so we were, so three of us, me, Carl, and Brandon went to University of Iowa. Okay. And we kind of just, like it was our hobby to just make well they Brandon was making a hella beats with our friend Logan and they were just constantly just shitting them out and I would always write like it started off as just like I'd always be writing my whole life but I would do like more like funny shit with them and mm. until kind of Carl came along and it kind of we kind of just kept it going and the like songs just kept getting better and better until like we just got kept getting feedback that was like yo what the fuck are you guys doing like actually think about this for a second and then we realized then it's like oh this could be, could be something really cool so we kind of formed the uh, formed right there and then like that summer we were back home here and jared and Lu lucas who were in iowa state mm -hmm. they, we kind of just were hanging out and talking about it and they saw the vision too and kind of just didn't make sense for them yeah, it just formed naturally yeah. it's we, like it just makes complete sense <laughs> we, we kind of came on in like the form of just we, we just made a song that ended up on that first album with a dot in the middle and that was kind of like me and Lucas's entry mm. nice and uh, having that kind of formation and having it so as you said like genuine yeah. like it had to be nice to like everyone on the same page and you meet people with the same kind of vision yeah mm -hmm. it just it just happened so smoothly dude. I don't yeah. know and I was like yeah, it just like four and now we're just doing it for like two years. For sure. so like, <laughs> um, you did uh, say something about the dot in the middle. I was confused at first of yeah. that. I was like, wait, what's going on? Because yeah. of course I heard your name lavish, but then when I saw it on paper, I was like, what does that mean? Can you explain that? Yeah. So the the concept with the lab ish is a the dot is like attention to detail. You know, we're like we thought about it all, and the the name really is lav ish. We say lavish, obviously, but mm -hmm. it's kind of, if you think about it, it's lav-ish, because mm -hmm. we're not anything lavish at all. We're kind of striving to get there. And even when we get there, I imagine it's not going to be, we're not going to be Same some lavish motherfuckers. People, <laughs> yeah. So um, it's just that play on words. The name itself is a play on words, and it's just lav-ish. So that dot adds that ish to it. Yeah. Sure. Do you think now, because nowadays I feel like a lot of artists, Whenever they come out with their artist's name, they just go with something that sounds cool. Do you think it's important to actually have a meaning to it? Yeah, um, I think 
I guess I can say artists do think about it, um, but it, for us, it's especially important. Just, um, I don't know, we obviously have done our best to erase egos, all that. Um, I think the, the dot is a testament to that and um, humble beginnings. And it's just like, and it's just like, there's not, most rappers, like you said, it's just a rapper, little black or a little young, or yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. like, so it's just one person trying to represent themselves, yeah. and we're five people, but it's one, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of cheesy, but it is what it is, and it's just like, we can't, we're not, we're representing something that's all of us, and I feel like that does it, and the, it's like what we strive to be, we strive to be night, we strive to be good, we strive to be, have a crown on our head, but still be like chill, and that's what it represents, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're in the dot in the middle of the map. Yeah, exactly. That's true, man. And uh, so, you know, take me back to when you guys, you know, you said you started uh, rapping and, you know, creating music and producing. Um, what were some of those early, like, kind of moments and days like? So, Lucas and uh, Lucas and Jerry, they've been jamming together since they're like a fucking fetus. They've been just <laughs> so many different bands and doing rock shit. There's Lucas. And doing all that. There's Lucas amongst, from the midst. And then, um, me personally, I've been just writing yeah. forever. I've been a little hip hop head since I was like in first grade, getting in trouble in school about it. And then uh, Carl can speak for himself. I was a classical chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, before even writing and rapping and all that, um, again, I grew up in Chicago, um, suburbs of Chicago. Let me make that distinction. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, choir, orchestra, jazz, band, all this other stuff, and um, I think that's that's helped me create uh, the music, the musician I am today. Um, I guess we I started with these guys um, formally. Really, uh, I remember Brandon. I was roommates with Brandon, uh, and he was obviously friends with all them. Uh, started getting closer with the guys and whatnot, and they had some dope beat went downstairs um jared and not jared i'm sorry uh logan at the time and <clears throat> brandon uh they're working on some beat and i was like damn you know let me uh let me put some bass on that i play bass as well um ended up working out we were kind of going along i think nim had like put a verse on it or something and i was like yo i'm gonna I'm sing a hook to this like let me just do it knocked it out and kind of honestly the rest was history from there um and then yeah um i did acapella and stuff in college but I was honestly probably even more serious about this than I was that. Um, just, just, just kept creating with these guys and writing. How were uh, some of those kind of you know you guys all have different styles and they kind of mesh well um, you know very well together. Um, starting with like performing you know on stage with all of you guys you know kind of early on did you guys have trouble kind of like going together and performing um or was it all just kind of like that a, was that's crazy how natural that was too yeah um i mean uh, again i performed in a bunch of different groups and it takes a minute but uh our first show to really the public was uh g14 last summer in july uh two so, summers ago wow was that too shit time <laughs> two summers yeah. ago damn Trippy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, it, it really took form there. Um, obviously, again, I mentioned earlier, um, egos out the picture and all that. But um, yeah, if you guys want to speak on it more, I think it was performing live is the question. Yeah, like that early kind of, because you know, like when you're performing early, sometimes there's kind of like, um, you know, a little bit of struggles on, you know, having all that kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, fluid. I, it's really just like, 
like each person has their own machine and then we just put it together on some Power Rangers shit mm. so it's just like each person is just like a master of their own craft so it's not really too like weird of putting it together it's just a puzzle that fit perfectly mm. and finding that out was kind of us just jamming having it like that's all that would happen on the free time like like someone would be making a beat and then someone would just pick up a guitar and go in and then this would happen this would happen and then i'd be humming a beat i'm humming a hook or something nice. and it just happened naturally so like and since we're doing that constantly like that's if anyone knows us that's how that's, they know that's not what we're doing like some people don't like hanging out with us too much anymore because it's like i don't want to just jam all day so when we get to the stage just bringing the living room to the stage yeah the, the chemistry was already there for yeah. sure like yeah and it's like if someone fucks up someone fucks up yeah and then you say hey bro you messed up and you're like yeah dude i messed up yeah <laughs> this is what yeah. it is no need to it is what it is no one really it's no stress like it's fun yeah it's just There's natural yeah. yeah sure um and also i like that you said that you know it all came together naturally because i feel like a lot of groups whenever they try and first perform it doesn't go as well because they're not well connected um one thing when that we did notice and appreciated that when you guys do perform you guys have some fly fits you know you're trying to show the people what you got um would you say you have a love for fashion when you guys perform yeah i would 100 percent um yeah i, I guess shit I, I do damn it <laughs> <laughs> I tried to shit. I was talking to them about our uh, show coming up, Culture Count. We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, like, hey, what are we gonna wear? What are we gonna wear? What are you gonna put on? Blah blah blah. I'll, I'll even tell myself sometimes I won't do something too extra, and then I do some extra shit. But um, yeah, I don't. I love fashion. I think Nim does have a sense of fashion, and he appreciates fashion. Um, yeah, I think it's underrated on on the stage. Like, it makes a big difference on like how people hear the music honestly yeah. like the most people won't even notice that that's affecting the way they're perceiving it but and it shows that you give a fuck yeah and they're like i don't know i my fashion wise right now is just like i wear what i like to wear and that's like like that might just be a hoodie and yeah. these camo pants but I, like, as long as i feel comfortable like when i, I used to skate a fuck ton mm -hmm. or I even play basketball when you play basketball i swear to god if you like what you're wearing you're gonna ball hard yeah like if you you got some night you look down and you see some shoes that might look like you're in the NBA you're gonna try yeah. some cooler shit yeah and like that's just the if you're comfortable in your shit it's gonna excel so I feel like me personally I don't overthink the fit when I go up there because I just I want to like feel as though I'm, I'm not faking anything it's just mm. me but definitely we definitely think about it we definitely have tried want I've th talked about like if there's anything else we want to do about that yeah it's also all our money's going into this type of shit. So mm -hmm. as soon as we get more money, yeah, for sure. fits are gonna fits are gonna fit more well. <laughs> Who are some uh, people that influence you guys whenever you guys go up there and like with the fits? Uh, fashion wise, yeah. Uh, I think my my shit comes from just skateboarding. Yeah, like just all my heroes when I was little was like Paul Rodriguez, and he always had this like this clean style to him yeah. the hoodie but it still looks sleek it's just like i don't know it's sick yeah. um i'd say i don't know just watching a bunch of different live performances whether big or small um and seeing like oh damn that really pops or stuff like that i think outcast to me i'd love to do some extra shit yeah. i don't know if the guys agree with that <laughs> but 
that's you know I just get those I love, Andre I love fits, that shit. Yeah. I love that yeah. shit. Like yeah, yeah what the yeah, hell right? is he wearing that for? But it's working for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um. So I'd love to get into stuff like that eventually. Um. And low key, high key. First of all, high key. Um. My mom, she's she'll always comment on, to me at least, on any picture or whatever the hell it is. Um. And and mention whatever I'm wearing. Um. But my sense of fashion definitely comes from her too. Definitely. And, what do you guys oh go ahead and uh you know speaking of you know looking into fashion and um our city here in des moines see lucas in the human shirt the og shirt you know yeah. and everything uh what's some of the the brands that you guys mess with here yeah ellis around are fucking the real first of all b- besides their like clothes and shit and what they're doing they're just genuine human beings they're dope yeah and they're really fucking cool and they hook it up they're all about the community mm-hmm. but um and then human humans i we met miller through just this shit just yeah. like events and art and stuff and since then he's comes he comes over he records he we hang out I literally facetimed him before i walked in mm-hmm. and i don't know i think with miller specifically it's just like a whole other level because he's like yeah, he has the hoodies and shit, but he's also doing that actual yeah. runway shit. It's yeah. just really cool, because yeah. I personally haven't been around something like that before. So, really, other than that, I'm, I can't really say that I'm aware of too many other fashion people around town. Yeah. But, yeah. I thought it was really crazy, speaking on Miller, when he uh, when he did the thing with B.B. Uh, Simmons. Oh, yeah, yeah. the belt. Yeah, yeah dude, that was crazy. That it's, it's dope to see um for sure like even speaking on him and hopefully he gets better too some oh, men, yeah. yeah he uh, had an accident uh, but surgery went well and everything but um you know seeing somebody like that from the city yeah. you know and taking it to the next level doing like cut and sew or like it's things nuts. like that it, it is nuts to see in uh in even those collabs you know going out to la um i think it's i think it's dope for the city man like yeah. and you know I'm, him specifically just to give him some kudos like he was helping with the fashion show that we'll have at mm-hmm. and he's stuck in the hospital now but he's in that bed like stressing out trying to like help me figure out what to do so he's like he's like on the phone with all the designers and trying yeah. to figure it out what to do and like just like dude i could like <laughs> take care of yourself yeah don't worry about it. i got it but it's like he doesn't he won't let that happen no. he's got that grind to him yeah he like there's an issue so he like works harder instead yeah. of just like Oh, it's done. Yeah. So it's it's dope. It's tough to see. He's really cool. I have mad respect for that kid. Sure. Do you think that like having that strive and that, you know, that energy, no matter what the situation is, whether it's like a fashion show or with music, do you think that's important? Oh yeah. Just that passion. I think that's like the thing, really. Like, because other people see that they want to work with you. Like, there's so many factors that that'll lead lead to if you have that grind. And I've kind of like realized in the last few years that's like that's just not forced like it's literally like you're uncomfortable if you're not doing what you want to do you have to love what you're doing yeah you it's not forced i don't like yeah. we're not like oh we're gonna make this it's like yo i'm uncomfortable because we're not doing this mm-hmm. so yeah definitely gonna be there for sure and i loved you know speaking about fashion but of course music here um locally what's your opinion about the music scene in iowa oh dude it's sick it's really cool there's some there's a few not cool people but there's like really the people that are really putting in the work and shit mm-hmm. they're sick and those just music wise like 
UBT, for example, mm. I literally, like, you look at my Spotify, the top plays is Vin. Like, I think yeah. he's insane. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and Fly Life just has that cool ass <laughs> swag. Yeah. Swag at the roof. And space. And uh, we really, we fuck with UBT heavily. I don't think they understand how much we like him. Yeah. Like, we always put that shit here. And then, yeah, I don't know. Those two. I think, um, I think the artists of the city, we know, um, I mean, Des Moines and Iowa, obviously, we have a ways to go to really um, compete yeah. the way we want to, but um, that that hasn't stopped uh, the locals, for sure, um, yeah. and creating and creating dope-ass projects, like Nim just mentioned. Um, but. Do you guys think that there's a certain, because I feel like a lot of times when you hear already say, oh, they have that New York style, they have that... LA, LA style. Do you guys think that there's a Des Moines style to yeah, music? A, we're a parfait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. Um, honestly, I thought about that question a little bit ago, but now they mentioned it. Just the way we, uh, I guess, lavish is a good example of that. Like, we'll go from that New York hip hop you talked about to electronic. It's like, how the hell are they getting all these influences? It's that melting pot, and I think it's. What like a reason to that is that we're in the middle of the map and we get all these influences. Yeah, we're the eighty thirty five of all the styles. Yeah. yeah. Would you describe your style of music to be what well, a little bit of everything? Definitely that. Um, primarily hip hop. I think that's the obvious one. But again, we'll go from electronic and I'll sing a shit ton and Nim obviously has spit some crazy shit. It's, it, it just it mixes well. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me when we're recording and stuff if something doesn't work we'll, we'll switch it up we're not afraid to say uh that's that's not working right there yeah but sometimes it, it clicks it's not just like one style of like this is who we are mm-hmm. and like this is what we do uh you I guys think like who we are is uh Milton yeah but as soon as we like find a formula it feels like we just want to we want to switch it up yeah. like we don't like falling into like a checklist of like oh this is what it is to make a song or whatever or be put into like a box of sorts of like because you ever notice like with a lot of artists it's like oh this is what they do and this is the only thing that they do yeah i mean you don't you don't want that for sure um one thing that we actually really love is you know with your guys' style and artistry and um the one thing i don't see too often is like the the use of live instruments um within the recording of like studio albums and stuff but especially live on stage um is that something that you guys really thought about i know you mentioned your music background um but is that something that you guys really think about we have three vocalists in the group yeah yeah so three vocalists obviously nim and i doing the the the, the spitting and the singing but we treat jared's uh guitar as a vocal yeah um and it's we we and nim and i especially will say nope this needs more jared guitar period um and he'll fight us about it obviously um if it works we try and find that balance right like i come from a rock and roll more side background Mm -hmm. and then i think we mentioned me and lucas go way back playing music together and our evolution we kind of went towards house music back in like 2016 before we came around so that was kind of my stepping stone into hip-hop but Mm -hmm. it was for me it was figuring out how to like put the guitar into the music without turning it into just like the in-your-face rock and roll like the the rap vocal needs to Mm -hmm. be in front all the time that's that's what's important so that's what carl's getting at there is there's kind of like a a give and take where they want me to give more and I'm trying to like find the right balance <laughs> of what, how we can get the vocals to yeah. stay in front. Yeah. Where did, obviously there's, 
there's passion there's love for for what you guys do where did that come from when you guys first started it's uh, been there yeah it's hard to say yeah it's just been there and it's yeah kind of going off of what nim said it's like it's like uh i'm gonna pull up a little bit (laughs) it's like if we aren't doing that it doesn't feel like it's right something's wrong if we're not pursuing it yeah so that's why we're doing it sure yeah and uh did you guys have any you know big influences coming up like you know through artists or even um i don't know you mentioned your mom too and everything like any family that like really supported you guys on the the kind of journey that you've gone through so far um musically wise like since i remember being like in second or third grade just like downloading a big discography illegally or like lil wayne mm-hmm. eminem um, Jay Z, LimeWire, LimeWire, Lime yeah. shout out LimeWire. <laughs> Literally LimeWire, that shit was like my hobby. Yeah. Just collecting as much as I can, destroying my computer. Yeah, just viruses on yeah, top. Viruses. <laughs> I had more viruses than plays, I think, <laughs> than fucking songs. But uh, yeah, I think that the influence, for me at least, writing wise, comes from like here at Eminem like let's just take Eminem for example even though I want to say Eminem is like my top one but he's a good example it's just like being a little kid listening to Eminem and then just like understanding that it's like really cool that the flow and not not understanding really what he's saying Mm -hmm. but then growing up maybe like 6th 7th grade looking at the lyrics and saying like oh shit this shit's like creative as fuck like what he's doing is insane and like just falling in love with the idea of like I'm always talking personally because it's words, but it's just like everyone uses words constantly, but like rapping or just wordplay or poetry is just like a you're using what we use every day to entertain yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a puzzle that you're creating for yourself, and it's really I don't know. I my mind was blown from that, and literally from like when I was little, I was always just writing little poems and funny shit or even serious stuff and then I literally had never recorded or done anything out loud until until college oh wow yeah and then after that I was just like Phew. I was like oh this is sick nice for sure I, I love hearing stories like that cause you know a lot of times when artists come out to to actually perform they don't ever really hear that oh that was their actually their first time like performing and and actually doing what they love to do um especially now there's a lot of features and a lot of collabs and i know personally even though i'm not good at music i would maybe like to make a song with 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 an artist or a rapper whatever it might be um who would you guys want to collaborate or make a song with rick ross my answer every single time is chance the rapper Mm. uh man uh pass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so the rick ross lavish <laughs> with chance the rapper i mean that's a track right there i feel like rick is very underappreciated in, in really every song. single like just bar that he like yeah, it's man. just like he can put it on like every yeah, single time yeah. like he's just the smoothest motherfucker right? he is i swear i don't know he's I want to put him on my top ten, but he's fucking really. He pro- he produces, you know, yeah, like he's so smooth, and his the way I feel like a lot of his is how he chooses his beats. His beats are so like, yeah, so elegant. For sure. Um, 
what is something on your guys' checklist or goals that you would love to accomplish, whether it's in the next year, next 10 years, next 20, 30 years down the road? Mm. The, I'd say the year plan is getting getting out of Iowa and just like just doing the national circuit. Yeah, in terms of a tour, for sure. That doesn't mean we leave and forget about Iowa. Yeah. Um, but if we want to expand and just be a bigger group in front of more faces, uh, we have to yeah. get out of Iowa. Yeah. It's just, just, just reality. Yeah. For Iowa's sake. And yeah, for Iowa's sake. Just putting Good Morning in the backpack and then we're going to... Yeah, and bring it, you know... Because to touch on that, like a lot of people, I feel like, you know, you hear it a lot, especially, you know, being from Iowa, because... You could be from, you know, like the Midwest and there's there's popular cities and stuff, but just speaking on Iowa, a lot of people are like, I can't wait to get out of Iowa. I can't wait to do this. And um, I think what you guys like mentioned with like going on tour and then like putting it, you know, putting the city on, like that's kind of like what we all need to do. You know what I mean? Like really, instead of just going to move to like, I don't know, like California or something like that, like just going around touring and then coming back home like that's that's definitely a smart and like to put it on the map and yeah. is, is that something that you guys really care a lot about we definitely want to see the city grow man like, yeah and we, we already see it happening it's really fucking dope it's growing without us but we want the creatives to be growing with it and it's just a fact that like right now des moines is bubbling for sure exactly but there's like only so much you can do here for now and if as an artist like it's super easy to just like squinch everything you can do out here because it's a minimal list but then once you're done with that it's like all right we're trying to keep it like fun for us too so you gotta go out get expired and come back and try to make it happen here i think you think it's important first because i feel like a lot of people um nowadays they'll say oh well i can't really do what i love because i live in iowa i have to go to chicago i have to go to new york um do you think it's important to take over your city first and then maybe try and accomplish something like that like if you can't if you can't take over your own city then you're gonna have a rough time getting people yeah like unfamiliar with you to care about you i think that's important i mean that's all theories though because we're trying it's a lot especially in des moines it's a lot simpler to meet the people that you need to meet to get to where you're trying to go because it's such a smaller group of people Yeah. yeah i think uh i think honestly it's mostly about your vision um Again, I'm from Chicago, mm-hmm. and anytime I told anyone two years ago, three years ago, yeah, I'm moving to Iowa to pursue music. What the hell are you yeah. doing? <laughs> every time, every time without question. And I mean, we've had the success we've had, and we'll have for a reason. It's about a vision. Definitely. And uh, you know, speaking on you know having a vision and um, you know looking to accomplish things, you guys did something that I thought. And we, we mentioned it last year, but with CultureCon, um, that first, you know, event that you guys did last year, I feel like it was really the start to the trajectory and growth of the city. And the, I feel like last year was a really big, uh, you know, step for the city in music and arts. And uh, was that something that you guys like really kind of have been planning for a long time? Or was it just kind of like, yo, let's just throw this like yeah. dope event well, all together? First of all, fucking thanks for saying that. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. to hear. Yeah. Um, what, really what happened was like, so there is a side of it's like, yo, we want to get people to see us. Like we want people to listen to our music live. But then 
we didn't want to just have another show at Woolies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't want to just get in that routine of just like, oh, show at Woolies, go hip see Hip-hop show, hip-hop show. We wanted to like, like, there's so many, like, if we have that mindset of like, yo, I want people to see, there's no doubt that every single artist, like, that's all anyone wants yeah. is to be able to show their work, even if it's like a rock they sculpted. Mm-hmm. So we just had the mindset of just like, yo, let's like, all all rising tide what was it all rising tides raises all all yeah. rising tides raises all so like it's like why don't we all for all at the bottom because it is Des Moines we're all at the bottom right mm-hmm. now as far as art goes so it's like why don't we just try to work it together so we got every as many people as we could last year fit in there yeah and it was all it was all about just like having everyone come do their own thing yeah. there's never there's never we really really want to emphasize the fact that it's like like, like I said, we wanted people to see us, but it's not. It's like it's literally about just everyone coming up together at the same time and creating their own their own uh, platform. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can jump in, like the original idea behind CultureCon kind of spawned from the question of like how how can we turn this show into not just like a lavish show? How can we turn it into yeah. something that people can really like really sink their okay. teeth into? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, and everything else just followed that kind of mindset. Mm. And it's in the winter, like yeah, n- like the winter here fucking kills people. Yeah, like, like uh, me, like talking about myself, I guess, because like that's all I can do. Mm. But the winter is just like it's so not cool outside that you yeah. just like everyone sits inside, becomes a little like shish kebabs, and sits on the couch. Yeah it's all sad and yeah like i was i'm an outdoor guy like fucking just running around yeah and that you can't do that and it really depresses everybody so yeah. there's nothing to do there's yeah. literally no events going on yeah everyone waits for the summer everyone yeah. Yeah. oh well 835 yeah it's just sick those are beautiful things for the city and those will continue to grow yeah but it's just like there's a hole and we're trying to fill that and i think it's definitely honestly i think it's very smart to do something like that because of that because mm-hmm. everyone when you go in the summer even not even music even the stuff that like i do outside of business like with you know sneaker events all that kind of stuff like all of it's in the summer no one people forget about the winter here and everything and like everyone just chills out and like stays in and hibernates and then like come back out in the uh you know it's a way to bring people out and like to all come together i have a lot of out of town friends and it's like like I've had them visit during the winter too, yeah. and I feel like the whole time I'm just like, oh no, but the summer here, yeah. dude, you gotta come through my summer, yeah. and that's like, it is what it is. But it's like we're kind of trying to change that. In other cities, shit's going. It's on still going, summer, yeah, right? yeah. What was that feeling? Uh, you know, still speaking on the first one. What was that feeling when it was all done? The last, you know, like you guys performed last and closed out the show, and uh, what was that feeling? That was like you know when everything was over. Before, before, even before it was over, I remember, like when I realized, like, like, oh shit, there's a lot of people in here. Yeah. I remember I, I stood on our merch table and just like stood there and just yeah. like, looked at everything going on, and it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> I'll use the word trippy, because it's like, there's like, literally just an idea in the head, and then. It, then you see it and it's like how the fuck did this happen yeah. to see people like, i know how it happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work, grasp like, onto that idea too yeah um and again i mean nim was talking to me about something like that like hey i want to do a show that's not just a hip-hop show 
stuff like that. The summer before we had the first culture count, so it's always been an idea. But thinking back, that was probably what July, July twenty eighteen. Mm. And he's talking about this, this, and that, and then you come to January twenty nineteen, and it was like, damn, this happened. Mm. It started from you know a little seed that, and it it, it flourished. Yeah. Mm. It was awesome to see. Um, and we we couldn't have done it without the community um, behind us. I was in and seeing even for this year's man, the outreach, seeing people want to be a part of it mm. um, nice. and hitting yeah. us up like, hey, basically what I got to do to be a part of this, I'll blah, 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 whatever. Just get me here. Yeah. Yeah, we, had a, we had a lady tag us in her post the other day and it was like, it was an odd post, but it was like, there's so much love behind it. It was like, she's like, I have this like, like disease and this on my teeth and I have to, buy this medication I can't like afford but I really need I want to go culture con so bad wow and it was just like what like that's crazy like, we're doing that shit. yeah and so we're like yeah like no you're you're in for free for sure and it's just super cool and like the idea going back to like just the seed there's like there's that idea but then we wanted to approach it as though like we don't want to like just yeah it's just lavish presents just that's just because we have a company we're trying mm. to push but it's also because we made it Des Moines Culture Con because we don't want it to be about us. Like yeah. all the ads and stuff, you don't see us. You know, yeah. there's none of that. We don't want that. It's not our mission. And it's like, so that that was the idea behind the name Des Moines Culture Con. I've heard, I had my own one of my some of my friends like, dude, why'd you call it that? That's cheesy. <laughs> I was like, that's that's, that's what, what it is. That's not yeah. yeah, Like we want it to be cheesy. We're trying to bring everyone together. We're trying to make like that movement happen. Yeah. So it's super dope to hear you say that. Yeah. That's fucking nice of you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked, I even spoke to Phoenix about it when we first got there. It was it was really cold. I couldn't find any parking. There was a whole bunch of cars, and uh, I was running over there. And finally, when, like, you know, we got kind of comfortable and all the artists started coming out, and I told Phoenix, I was like, yo, this shit is really dope. Mm-hmm. I was like, who put this together? I wasn't too familiar. And then finding out that it's people who are local here to really put something on for the city is really dope but I, I think it's even more dope that the city itself came out and supported because yeah, you usually don't see that a lot yeah a lot of people were in shock that when they rolled up and they, they're like alright like try to meet who was in charge and I rolled up yeah. and I walk up they're like who are you <laughs> like a little 20 I was like 23 at the time yeah. I was just like what the hell is this guy yeah. I was like yep and then, I, and then at the end the mindset switched and they fucking hooked me they're like oh okay for I'm sure. sure. I'm sure everyone else had the same, same kind shit, of man. Yeah, for and, sure. Good and uh, speaking on, you know, looking at this year's uh, Culture Con, it's uh, this Saturday. Uh, why don't you go speak on that? Yeah, this Saturday, January 11th, doors open at 3:30 at Valair Ballroom, and we're just going way bigger this time. Yeah, we, we're hungry. Yeah, yeah we, we got food, fashion. We got artists like painters, photography. Yeah, and artists of all kinds, really. Jewelries. Jewelry. Everything we could think of. Yeah. <laughs> Jewels. Um, but artist-wise, too, we really wanted to, like, incorporate it all. It's, like, the lineup is mostly hip-hop, but we also have, like, Andrew Hoyt's coming through with a ukulele. We have uh, Wave, Cage. Wave Cage coming in with some, like, jazz fusion. We have, uh, we have stand-up comedy. Wow. We have... Um, uh, we have country. We got a country artist to come through. Our homie Carson Boatman, he's pretty sick. Yeah. I'm, I'm not 
crazy uh, country guy, but but to have something in that yeah, platform yeah, yeah. and not you know because like we uh, what I was talking to Carl about you know off air it's like it's it's you know you got hip hop there but it's actually a you know what you guys put a music and arts festival and it's supporting all art you know yeah. what I mean so it's it's dope to because uh, I'm sure a lot of the, especially stand up like I didn't know there was gonna be a stand up artist yeah. and. Um, especially stand-up you know they there's very few venues here for like people to go and perform oh, and yeah. like you know widen their horizon of audience and everything yeah, so our friend who's doing the stand-up actually his name's kellen schneider he's on twitter as captain kells mm -hmm. captain calvis calvis and um he he lives in la now because of that yeah he wanted to chase that comedy career yeah and he works for uh is it college humor yeah, oh, cool. Like Diplo too. Yeah, yeah. that's and awesome. Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed. So he's like, but he, like he, he's like doing all that in LA. He's mm -hmm. doing actual shows, and he just went on a tour around the United States. Mm -hmm. But it's like, he's even like really excited about coming into Moines. Yeah. He's like, I never thought there I could do it because there's nothing going on. Yeah. Here. So he's he was super hyped to be able to do that. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah. He's gonna push the limits. For <laughs> yeah. For a family event, but. It is what it is. For sure. And uh, where do you see this event kind of heading towards in the future? Did you guys have plans, or is it more like a year? year to... Ivy Hall. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to take it's it there, man. So. Like, we, we got to use Valair to its max potential, yeah. which I think, I believe it's 2,700. Yeah. But, yeah, the, it's hard to say right now, but, like, we've heard people talking about it that we're like, how the hell does this person know about it? Like, yeah. Like, we the word of mouth has really, yeah. has really been great. We don't, we don't like... Like, I've had some people ask me, like, oh, how many people do you expect? Or, like, how many tickets have you sold? And I just really don't want to think about that. Yeah. That's not, like... It's whatever more... Happened, I, we've yeah. put in the work, and, like, we've done everything we can, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But if it, but if it so happens that it was a great success, then we definitely want to just up, keep upgrading it. Definitely upgrading it. Just our... Definitely. Yeah. Just keep on, like... You know pushing forward and doing yeah. new things that you didn't do the the, yeah. the time before right. a lot of people we had to turn down so yeah we, we don't enjoy turning people down yeah uh, obviously it's a space we got to work with yeah. but um we'll tell any pretty much anybody will turn down yeah. um can't have you this year but expect to be there next year yeah you think it's important to keep it real with people like i don't understand some people might get mad or might not understand why but like you're working in a certain time frame mm -hmm. and obviously the venue too so that's business man um someone gets mad they just don't know the full picture right mm -hmm. a lot of people are understanding which is dope when they do reach out um but i mean it happens when people do get upset um we try to handle it as professionally as we can yeah but again hey if if they are about it and they are about obviously our vision as well Come on back next year. We would love to have. Yeah, like a a bit of a not an issue because like we just worked through it. But a little speed bump that we've had is just like this is only our second year. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of companies that could just hook it up for us and make us able to go all out. Yeah. yeah, is like they hesitate just because like they're like, they're like who are you? Yeah, like, who, like they who need to you? see the sustainability of it. Yeah. Like uh, like Red Bull for example. Yeah. So Red Bull like they have our they have their toes in with us because they have a crazy quality control which is understandable. Yeah. So they're like oh like we like you guys but <laughs> we're not gonna 
do a whole like we're not gonna go full fledged. Yeah, we'll send a couple people yeah, like in we'll the kind of thing. Yeah, they come into our senior game. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> so, like meet the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, if you guys had kind of some last words to give to the people, uh, what would that be? Hey, yeah, check us out on Spotify. That's lavish, L-A-V dot I-S-H. Um, Instagram, L-A-V-D-O-T-I-S-H. Same with Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook, too. Uh, and hey, come out to Des Moines Culture Con. January 11th at the Valor Ballroom. Doors open at 3.30. The event goes until 11. Awesome. We appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, let's see.